Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it's Tom here. Just wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon you can get on for $3 a month and you get bonus episodes every week. And if you sign up for the whole year, you get a 10% discount. That's $2.70 a month, I believe. And we also have a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon show. You could pick a band yourself to defend and uh, and do it on the Patreon. So get on over there. It's patreon.com slash stand by your band. everybody and welcome to another episode of stand by your band i'm tom takar the wolf of dog street joined as always by the prince of snarkness himself tommy mcnamara how are you tommy I'm feeling great just got one of those rapid tests got a negative always a good feeling you know oh hell yeah rapid uh hiv test yep. that's very good <laughs> <laughs> i'm full of covid but hiv free i get one every day just in case <laughs> you know my it's life fun. <laughs> Man, the budget for that. Respect. <laughs> and, oh, let's introduce our guest, guest of the master, El- Almonte. <laughs> How's it going, man? How y'all doing? Good? Good, good. good. Glad to have you. Uh, star of Sandwich Comedy. Um, was that the name of that show? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hell Duh. yeah. Is that still going? What's going on with that? I mean, we're, we're not doing still? it during the quarantine, so yeah, uh, yeah. sadly, as you know, um, no one's been able to cash in on those uh, royalty <laughs> cards you know what's funny is i felt bad because i made fun of that, <laughs> that loyalty card when i did the show i was like nobody's gonna catch it nobody's coming to 10 of these and remembering this card every damn time but yeah, uh, and it was the first show so like <laughs> the very first sandwich show we give out these loyalty cards like if you were going to a sandwich shop if you went to eight shows, you'd get a free show. Admittedly, the hubris to think it's that, that would happen. It's a brilliant idea. I yeah. really like it. <laughs> I agree with the premise. I do think we overshot with it being eight shows. I agree. That's insanity. <laughs> like, I know comics that wouldn't go to my show for eight times in a row. It's a <laughs> and so I agree. I, I'm glad you pointed out the insanity of that. Thank you. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very fun. It was uh, it was you and Jess, right, Solomon? Yes, indeed. Oh, nice. That's me yeah we hosted great, great a, at a union hall for uh, about yeah. a year and uh hopefully we get to go back to it afterward Hell yeah. that's like one of the last shows i remember doing in new york before i left for la that i was like man that was so fun and it was this like this sandwich show that was uh so silly and a good time and then it all i went to la assuming i'd come back to a a city flushed with shows, and instead the shows were flushed down the <laughs> toilet, that is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so I have fond memories of that. What what have you been doing besides that? Have you been doing uh, any comedy at all? Have you been doing Zoom shit? What have you been doing? Yeah, man, uh, just working on a, a lot of things. I mean, uh, most uh, notably, I uh, got a podcast with the homie Chalet with Sharp, The War Report. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, every Thursdays we put up uh, just our hot takes on you know random things that are happening in the news. Hell yeah. Um, Would you say it's called again? 
the war report uh it's the named war after report. like the component noriega album the war report Hell um yeah. it's like a new york classic we uh we actually remade the cover um with ourselves instead of capone noriega <laughs> we did it so well that like it got taken down the first day because it looked <laughs> oh, like wow. we put up their cover so like <laughs> i like like the very first morning of the podcast i'm on twitter like ranting like yo noriega don't fuck with me and my cover what's going on with you <laughs> i thought you was about these streets so like i'm going on a tirade about it and like he finally like sees the picture. He's like, "Oh, this is cool. I like this." I'm like, "Fuck!" I hope he doesn't read the rest of these fifty messages. <laughs> that's like an amazing that's compliment beautiful. to whoever designed uh, your cover, though. I don't know, yeah, who yeah. did it, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, the homie Peter Anthony Red uh, designed it, and uh, Mike Brick took the pictures. Oh, nice! Oh, we yeah, love yeah. Mike Brick, friend yeah, of the show. Awesome and dude. also, Great people dude. who uh, listen to the show love Chalet with Sharp. We know yes. it, and uh, so they're gonna they'll love you guys on that pod. Uh, the War Report. She's uh, is she a two time winner of the? She uh, she did our live show twice, and she won the tournament both times. Uh, yeah, so she's, she's a, a legend she at Sand by Her Bench. She's yeah. a legend. She did Bjork and won yes. by uh, <laughs> defying all odds, and then. Who else did she I don't defend remember that she the other won one? With? Yeah, I believe she won twice, and uh, yeah, she's just. Uh, Stand by your band all star. So yeah, I think uh people will have gotta check that out. The war report. Her, um, her, her jersey will go up in the stand by your band raptors. <laughs> yes. Hall of Fame. Right next to our bodies that will be hanging from those raptors. <laughs> <laughs> it's on her Wikipedia page right after every other cre- you know what I mean? HBO, stand by your band all star. You know what I mean? Then Comedy if, Central. If I was in the NBA, yeah, then Comedy Central. If I was in the NBA, that's how I would. I'd be like, "Don't hang my jersey from the rafter. Hang me. Hell I want to yeah. die." That's how you stand but up after after I'm dead. That's the way. There's some casket up there in the air. I like it. <laughs> uh, man, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm kooky right now. I gotta tell you, I took. Uh, I don't know what your uh, your coping mechanisms for this shit has been, but uh, I had to pull it back on the drinking a little bit. I was like, I'm. Uh, it's just too becoming too casual for me uh, to ju- <laughs> to just slip into a, a lot of whiskey. So I was like, I'm gonna take some time off. And it's so funny how fast I get annoyed with like not having results because I was like, I want to lose some weight. I just saw one of those pictures where I was like, I want to lose some weight. Okay. And, it's been two days, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Why am I still doing this? I woke up kind of tired today, and I was like, what's even the point then? If you wake up not fully refreshed and birds are around chirping in your ears hey, I, and shit, I don't know. I always have the opposite experience. Like, I'm I'm, I'm definitely overweight. I've been losing weight, but, like, I get way too, like, satisfied quickly. Like, I had, like, a salad, like, for lunch and dinner yesterday and i woke up like oh that six pack is coming in yeah you know, like, i was yeah. i was in the mirror flexing this morning you couldn't tell me <laughs> shit today like, <laughs> i was feeling great and i'm still 300 pounds so like I def- i'm not close but in my heart of hearts i still see the kid from high school he's there just you know one more salad and i'm there you know I'll yes. do that shit where I'll eat a salad for lunch, and then I'll be like, well, that means for dinner I can have three racks of ribs, because I had that of salad, course. so it doesn't That's matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just science. The salad is in there absorbing any food that I <laughs> exactly. eat after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do the same same shit, although I, I also have trouble going the other way, where I'm like, I, I flip so hard, and, uh, you know, trigger warning for any people with uh, eating shit, but uh, I will go, okay, well, fuck it then. 
if I'm not allowed to eat, then I just won't fucking eat. And then I will eat like one thing and then not eat again for a day and a half and then be like, why am I mad? And then uh, it's because of that. Yeah, that, <laughs> my I, mom lives oh, uh, down the block, so that's never happened to me. Like, I, that's just <laughs> impossible. I have an yeah. uh, amazing cook in my mm-hmm. house as my wife and then my mom is down the block and they are they're like they're like unofficially like battling you know they're like oh yeah you <laughs> liked your wife's dish yesterday i right, i'm gonna come out with some shit you know and then and it's like they're competing for my love uh <laughs> while slowly killing me with diabetes from these dishes. <laughs> i i can't even so my my fiance's gotten really good at cooking she's uh she's been cooking up a storm and uh she kills it but she cooks super healthy food and then i'm like why am i unhealthy and then i remember i brought this home <laughs> <laughs> I, the, uh, those of you at home it's a bag of takis popcorn <laughs> and, uh and even i brought it home and she was like what the fuck is that the bag is purple and it's like the color does not look like food it's, it's grimace like chips That's dark a- orange <laughs> yes uh it looks very scary oh and fun little fun uh tidbit about buying these so I went for a run yesterday, and that was like I got. This is what I another thing I do to myself. I uh, I I'll work out like crazy, and but not eat enough, and then I'm starving. So then I eat the most. I'll just eat Taco Bell or whatever because it's right. Like it, it'll be right there. It's fast, whatever you know. Right. And so uh, I stopped at Rite Aid and or at uh, Walgreens, and they didn't have any carts or whatever. And I I just fucked up. I I got too many things in my arms, and I had a a pack of seltzers in my hands, and they all just spilled out everywhere. And it was one of those spills where it's like everything bad happened that could happen, where it's like an old lady slips on it, she's dead, and then she's in the rafters. She's in the hang that jersey up, Dana. Sorry, Grandma. But uh, I have this shit in my hands. I've got two bags of these. They're fall- so then a woman comes to help me. She's seeing all this bullshit. I look like a wreck. And the- <laughs> and as she's helping me pick stuff up, more stuff is falling out of my arms. Oh my and then God. I got to the register, and I say this because it it doesn't happen like a lot. It's very rare that this happens, and I knew it was a comic as soon as he said. But as the guy's checking me out who just saw all that shit happen, he's like, Tom Takar? And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And he was like, uh, I saw, he just was like, oh, I saw your cone. And I was like, well, now you've seen this. <laughs> you've seen uh, the other end of it. Yep. Every yeah, time but, I've dropped something, uh, my father has been there to remind me that I should eat more vegetables. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if that would have happened to me, you'd be like, that wouldn't have happened to you if you had vitamins and minerals. You know that, right? You eating that bullshit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why you got no grip. You got no strength in them hands. You know <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit. Shall we? Uh, shall we get into the show, boys? Yeah. We uh, do it up. I like the topic you uh, you introduced today, which is uh, rap sidekicks. Yeah, I'm a big like proponent of these, man. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, show my cards right off the top. I don't know a ton. I don't go deep into rap sidekicks. So I I watched everything you sent us today, and you gave us. The most homework anybody has ever given us. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Look, I'll give you credit. You gave us a timestamp, but you sent us a four and a half hour long YouTube clip. And I found myself just laying in bed watching. And I was like, I've been watching this for an hour. What happened? Where's my day? <laughs> it was entertaining. Is the thing. 
I did timestamp both of the clips uh, yes. that required it. Uh, but yeah, I felt it was vital for the research. You know, that <laughs> show like, is wild. That um, what's it called? Um, yes, drink chat. Drink, drink chat. Yes. That was it. Was really cool. I'd never seen it before. It's like a crazy. So environment. cool. Yeah. That's yeah. the other reason I kept watching because I was like. Holy shit, these guys are fucked up. This is <laughs> yeah. insane. You don't get to see that. Very- Buster Rhymes looks like he's about to fall asleep at times. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I loved it. Because, like, as, as is, like, drinking for four hours <laughs> is a lot. Like, mm-hmm. that's, and they're not drinking beer. It's mm-hmm. hard quality yes. liquor. But on top of that, like, they've already been drinking. Like when the show yeah. starts, it's never like, yo, pass the first bottle. Mm-hmm. They they're already trashed. Like they've been <laughs> drinking. They've lost track of people. Like there's moments in the conversation where they're like, where is this guy? And it's someone right next to them. Like you can tell there's a little <laughs> bit of like incoherentness happening already. You know? So it, it yeah, it, it becomes like super revealing um of these like people that like have really interesting lives that uh were incredibly important to me growing up. So, yeah, I love the show. I love seeing it. Um, but, yeah, that clip in particular I thought was vital because it introduces one of the two uh, mm-hmm. sidekicks being a sidekick to this day, you know? So yeah. you can't beat that. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Um, just So this is Spliff Star, the Buster Rhymes sidekick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like right where you timestamped it, it was really cool because I think Nori brings up something about Spliff and Busta is immediately just like, no, 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 we're bringing him over. We're getting him a mic. I'm not just going to talk about him, you know? And I love yeah. that, seeing him do that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, Hell he's yeah. definitely like, yo, this is my boy. You need to hear it from mm-hmm. him. Um, by the same token, I just love the fact that like, yo, I'm such a like ride or die sidekick that like, I will go with you yeah. to this four-hour podcast recording <laughs> on the chance that you need something. And clearly, like three hours in, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm available." You know, I'm yeah. right. <laughs> like, I don't got anybody in my life that would sit here next to me to talk to <laughs> just off the strength that I might need something. Like, and it wasn't like they needed him a lot, but they kept him. But like literally yeah. three hours into the interview, oh yeah. yo, something came up that he would remember better. Bring him out here. The audacity of that. To be like, yo, I need you nearby just in case. And he's like, yeah, I'm about that, sir. That's a, that's, a, that's love. That's commitment. You know, so, yeah, I, I felt like we needed to applaud um, sidekicks. More people, A, need them, and B, should consider being them. Uh, so, yeah, I felt like I wanted to highlight uh, the sidekick in hip-hop. I chose two of my favorites, uh, Spliff Star for Buster Rhymes and Memphis Bleak for Jay-Z. Yeah. And it's interesting you picked those two uh, because I was reading, I just did a little bit of separate Google, I did a little separate research on top of the stuff, on top of the stuff you sent, which I do appreciate because a lot of times this show is just us Googling a person's name <laughs> and sucks and, uh, <laughs> and uh, seeing what comes up. So having actual shit that we didn't have to search through to find was, uh, was very appreciated. But I found a list of uh, best sidekicks and uh, Memphis Bleak got called out as like one of the best of all time on a list where Spliff Star was used as an excuse or uh, as an example of somebody who was like brought along who isn't that great who was like an um, like the list was all these people who were like em- embarrassing or something they were it's like they tried to bring them along and then they're kind of like not cool. Like I think Ghostface Killer's uh sidekick was on the list. I can't remember who all was on there, but it was a bunch of people I didn't know. But uh Spliff Star and that they're mostly used 
as someone to carry the weed through the airport, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. That you just have a guy, you're like, look, you can get a couple lines here or there, but will you just make sure if if we get caught for weed at the airport, you, it's on you. <laughs> it's your charge. Yeah, I mean, it's a vital role. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it, Weed has become legal recently, but for a long time, it was a very dangerous but important part of the mission. You know, there wasn't quality weed everywhere and needed to bring weed for six to seven people. That's a lot of stuff. So- and also, if you've seen Spliff Star, he's like 5'7". So he doesn't have yeah. a lot of space to hide, said we. You know what I mean? So, like, this is commendable. Like, I don't think people are thinking this guy was a visionary. If he would have applied, like, that same level of focus to anything, like, he could have solved cancer. Like, this dude was, like, out there working, figuring out, how do I get this weed through this airport? You know? Spending valuable hours thinking of that. So, yeah, I commend that man for It's that good. Job. See, what a lot of people don't know about Stand By Your Band is when we travel, I secretly put a lot of uh, heroin in Tommy's bag. And, uh, <laughs> and that's our merch. So, if you bought a koozie, uh, you'll notice there's a little baggie inside of it. <laughs> that's why they cost $200 each. <laughs> I did watch um you sent that the video of them doing Break Your Neck, which is my favorite Buster Rhymes song, and it was nice. great to see because you know, after watching the interviews, listening to some uh some of the songs, it was just great to see that because that live element is the main reason, I feel like, yeah. for these guys to be there. And he is great at it. He's super charismatic, yes. great performer, getting everyone hyped up. I thought it was he was really good at it. Yeah, I mean he understands what his job is, just being frank, like uh, to your point, I'm sure that list was accurate. He's not a successful individual rapper, but he is successful as a hype man. He figured mm-hmm. out like very quickly, yo, it is, I'm his friend, but like he definitely is promoting all the other members of Flipmo Squad uh, before me. So like Busta Rhymes and the record label knew if someone's going to get famous besides me, it's going to be Rod Digger. Uh, it might be this guy, Lord Have Mercy, who ended up disappearing, but uh yeah, he figured out another role. He's like, I gotta stick around and say what you will. Uh, Lord have mercy, more or less disappeared. Rod Digger haven't heard from him much. We still see Spliff Star. Mm-hmm. That dude is still around to this day because he figured out a role. He figured out a job. Um, and yeah, like uh, Buster is like proud as hell of what Spliff does for him. Like uh, you know, Buster's known like uh, especially now with TikTok uh for doing speed raps like that mm-hmm. uh song he does with Chris Brown is a TikTok legend, like, you know, with him doing the rapping so fast. And he was like, yo, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I can't be doing that shit on stage jumping around anymore. <laughs> so what do I do? I stand still, I say the rap, and I let this guy jump around for me, you know? And Split figured that out. He's like, I can't be wasting time learning my own raps. I got to learn this guy's raps and jump around when he needs me to jump around. And I need to know when the fast raps are coming. So he applied himself to bring, mm-hmm. you know, this other person to the top. I thought it was really like humbling, you know, like everybody mm-hmm. needs other people in their teens so that they could shine. He figured out like, you know what? It ain't about me. It's about Buster. I love that. I also, I love that from Buster's side. I like it that he is like, I, I just did say, say Buster. Buster by the way. Yeah, I did say Buster. He's with Buster I like Keaton, Buster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I've never wanted to edit something out more, but I'll leave it in. 
Uh, <laughs> I like Robust decide that he is like I that in that uh, four and a half hour interview where he brings him in. I was like, that's cool as hell that he's like, no, I have mutual respect for this guy, yeah. and I'm not gonna just go because I mean, in comedy, there's that sort of role too where I mean, I've been an opener for somebody who is like refers to you as their opener is kind of weird about it and it's right. it's not a good feeling and you're like what the like i'm a person too and so having somebody treat you like no i want to have this person on the mic i don't need to like talk about them like they're not in the room it's very awkward yeah uh, so I and, that and was cool during those moments like obviously like you're not getting the shine as as much as the headliner is but you make the show happen too, right? Like you're a mm-hmm. part of that engine. Like the right. a, any opener of merit um, and of experience will know that like, yeah, I'm good, but like I still need time to do a good job. So yeah, like they yeah. value you regardless of the fact that you're not playing that same role. And, you know, for maybe sure. we become headliners and, you know, you're, you're doing well, Tom. I'm happy for you. But by the same token, if you didn't do that, you would still be valued at what you do um and that and those headliners appreciate that buster appreciates that uh and split you know what i mean sure buster's (laughs) a good guy (laughs) but like for like to me like buster is like andy richter you know Mm, he's still freaking dope you know and he has a brand a name and uh you know to to uh conan's credit andy was like y'all want to try to be the man and he Mm. left he tried to do his own shows it ain't work, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like uh, he's he, he's even more eccentric than tone. And as his own thing, it just doesn't uh, connect with people in the same way that tone stuff that uh, Conan stuff did. Um, yeah, with yeah. that said, he welcomed them back. He's like, mm-hmm. yo, you still my man's come through. Yeah, like, it's, still, yeah. it's still a party. You still part of it. I totally forgot that he left like <laughs> that. that. I actually liked that Wild show. Time. Andy Richter controls the universe. I thought Me it was too. actually I really funny, it. really funny show. But uh, yeah. yeah, did not pop off. <laughs> It, it didn't work. <laughs> not, and, and, it was not Conan. Yeah. And being real, I feel the same way about Spliff. Like, the songs that I sent you, I thought he crushes them. Like, he's yeah. clearly capable of writing a very incredible verse. But for whatever reason, you know, maybe he's not as marketable. Whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. his thing just doesn't work solo. So let's uh let's go ahead and hear oh no is this not uh oh YouTube seems to be down that's a big problem <laughs> uh oh we could do the, uh, the right. Spotify we might just have to do it on Spotify here let me see I'm trying to find uh big rings from here we go. Uh, from Spliff here let me see here let's I enjoyed this just because uh like this was Spliff trying to finally put out his solo album. Uh, this is like in 2000. This is already after like I right, we've been famous for like 15 years. You deserve this, you mm-hmm. know. So like it felt cool for them to finally like like all right, let's focus on you for a change. Let's make this happen. Um, but he's still like he's humble enough to be like I right, but I still need you to go first. No yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found it on Spotify, so we'll just do that. Uh, although the video is cool. So this is uh this is big rings. It's uh, Spliffsvar and Buster Rhymes and uh, some other. Who else is on this? I can't see. Uh, all right, here we go. Play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. You would think I play ball for these big rings. 
Yo, now watch me just hold up again until a dance done. Damn, son. So many zeros in my checks. Can you imagine when I cash uh -huh. one? Pass some of them bottles around like we a man. Uh -huh. Hard in my team for pulling up a couple Ashton. Martin's in a fartin' and I'm fishing on you. It's like, look what we be starting. Take a look at this kid in the Bottles full of arson. Shopping in this needle. Prior to the heat, I might lock this down a little. From stepping in the spot, I hope you don't mind. Just respect it. Just you call me Don't Say Rhymes and you don't say I'm. The pressure you don't mess with, press up on you. No idea. Let's start song, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just a Buster song. <laughs> All right, I'm going to skip over to Split Star. production on that one that one i uh i didn't love it as much as you know the the regular uh busta stuff with him on it but i you know he holds his own in that it is very funny that it's busta first and that <laughs> for so long you're like i don't know what this is <laughs> and it's not even just busta doing a verse it's he's doing the hook too like it's, it's his song it's just like yeah i'm gonna be on the end but i'm gonna just name it your song don't worry about it you can keep it <laughs> I didn't use this for my album, Spliff. You can keep this one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, should we hear? Let's hear uh, Make It Clap, too, while we're at it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh-oh. Yeah, this YouTube thing might cause us a problem. Because there was some. Damn it. There was something I wanted to do uh, to play. I wanted to play that clip of uh, Memphis uh, shit. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. I'm going to do... Make it clap. All right. Oh wait. Is and this I don't know what the remix. Uh, what you playing the regular or the remix? Yeah, I was gonna so say. So I could play the regular and then the remix. I'll okay. Do. So let's hear. Let's hear some of the regular. Just make it clap. Just make it clap. Hey, yo, we about to take everybody from every street and throw a party in the Grand Canyon. Come on. Off asses of women that shaking it to it while I'm taking you through it. No mistaking my crew, it's slip mode, baby. Got you acting on stupid. Now I'm back in the coopers just to tell you the truth for some niggas that be having you back and they're ready to lose it. Pushing Lambos and Harleys, rocking Roberto Cavalli. Now I got a new hobby, diamonds and tattooing bodies. Watch me. Right, I'm gonna skip forward a little bit here. Alright. So yeah, up until that point, 
in his career. I was like, all right, he's just an average rapper, but he's pretty cool next to Busta for shows. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the remix came out, and I was blown away by how like interesting his rhyme scheme was in it. He does like a couple of creative things that like were different um in terms of like changing tone, stretching out words that have now become more commonplace. You'll see like uh Nicki Minaj did it a lot. And like when he did it, I thought it was like really like, oh, this is dope. And he's capable of this and no one's ever gonna hear it because he's never gonna get a solo. This is just the only like <laughs> teaser we get of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was impressed with the guy's talent. Either that or like he just put 10 years worth of effort into this one verse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, I'm going to nail it once, all right? Just to let y'all know I can, okay? <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and hear the, the remix too? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the remix, I, I definitely remix. like the reference yeah, that. Let's, let's listen to that remix. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. I totally see what you're saying about the Nicki Minaj yes, thing. Yes, me right? too. Like, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It's that's something wild. that's like uh, she was kind of given credit for, and people have definitely done more and more since. Uh, but he's the first person I heard do anything like that mm-hmm. um, on a mainstream record. I really like enjoyed it, and I, I remember just thinking, like, "Oh, this is crazy." Um, and then we just he's like, "All right, that's that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to do it once." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see that again. <laughs> I also I don't know if Tom you watched the video, but the video when he says uh in the the original version when he talks about the Grand Canyon, they they're in this like animated Grand Canyon background <laughs> that I feel like if it was made ten years earlier when music video budgets were higher, they probably would have been at the Grand Canyon. But in this one, they're just like someone just draw the Grand Canyon. It's fine. <laughs> It's good enough. They get yeah. the point. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that must suck to be like uh, the producer of a video like that. And you're like, can you just not say the Grand Canyon? Could <laughs> 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 you just say a cheaper place? Somewhere maybe? in New York. Say <laughs> 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 like Grand Central. Grand Central, yeah, we yeah, can do. It's to go there all day. So I got metro cards. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I d- yeah I liked watching him on this uh, on that video a lot. He seems like a very smart guy, and uh, yeah, I, I think you've uh, you've given him the credit uh, that he deserves, and I think uh, people should do a deeper dive and watch definitely watch uh, some of that some of that show. Wait, what's it? Drinking uh, drink champs drink with champs, uh, Noriega's that's it. his podcast. So good. I was I I liked watching that a lot, and uh, yeah, it was very very fun watch. So. The other person we're going to talk about today is, uh, oh, wait, I also, you sent this thing about his Wikipedia page that I thought was very funny. <laughs> uh, this, was, uh, this is more about uh, Spliff Star. And his Wikipedia page shows only his Buster Rhymes work and does, makes no mention of his own album that he put out. It's amazing. Like, he puts out an album, finally. There's no link to it. Like, no, no. one's like, now nah, we're not updating Wikipedia with this nonsense. <laughs> don't even, don't even add it. They just There's put no all, reason. There's even a song on Busta Rhymes' album that they tag him in that all he does is ad libs on a sketch. Like, is that? There's no music, <laughs> and they're like, no, yeah, this deserves to be talked about. But his music, no, we don't want to hear anything about Spliff's actual songs. We want to hear <laughs> only what he's done for Busta Rhymes. <laughs> he oh, wasn't. He was on the other thing that's on this is uh his, in his filmography he was in uh the film the 2000 film The Hip Hop Witch as himself <laughs> so of course you all knew that already so it's kind of pointless for me to even bring it up but uh all right so uh next up we have here um Memphis uh Wait. Memphis Bleak. Memphis Bleak. Bleak. Who was, yeah, uh, he was the sidekick go. for Jason Z. And, uh... That is right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, that is true. Uh, so you sent a few things here. And like I said, I read that thing earlier that uh, about he's kind of treated with a little bit more respect. I totally missed this uh, this line in the Diamonds remix that I think is a good... Yeah. Unfortunately, it's... Well, I guess I could play it just from the song. Um, it's a great I, bar, but it, it, it hurts his legacy. Yeah, um, it kind of... I didn't know... Like, I, I think I just didn't know what the reference was when I heard that song. And I don't... I also don't listen to the remix as much as I listen to uh, mm. the original. But um, I didn't realize that this line was about uh, was about him. And it is painful. It's uh we'll just go to the name is mine, I'll take blame for that. The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gonna crack? Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. How can we water? When you're the rock with your balls, I had to get off the boat so I could walk on water. This ain't no tall order, this is nothing to me. Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. I do this in my sleep. I sell kilos of coke, so I'm guessing I can sell CDs. I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. He just keeps Damn. going too. <laughs> no, seriously, he doesn't have to do shit. He sucks. <laughs> seriously, he'll he's for sure gonna be living off my income for until he dies. I'm gonna be feeding his kids for sure. 
I can't even send all Blue Ivy to college because I'm giving all my money to Memphis Bleak. <laughs> my oh, family man, is He done. needs every dime. Like, he needs this. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he'd been referencing it for years. Like, uh, uh, especially, like, the first three to four albums that Jay-Z put out. Like, he kept saying, like, Memphis Bleak was one hit away. And it felt like it, when I heard this line on Diamond Remix, it felt like Jay-Z was playing the long game of like, I'm just setting up this punchline for 10 years from later when this guy doesn't make it. I get to say that, yeah, he still won it away and it's okay. You know, you know uh, like it's incredible foresight. But uh, I like I, I wanted to show this uh, story too because uh, um, he shows the other side of uh, the sidekick story. Um, whereas Spliff is someone that I think very quickly realized um, I'm not the star, I'm the sidekick. Yeah. Memphis Bleak, um, Jay-Z and Memphis did everything possible to make him the guy. Like, yeah. you know, they uh, you know, they uh uh kind of made a song literally called Coming of Age of this yeah. young kid on Jay-Z's first album saying, Hey, I'm just I'm just putting out an album so that I could introduce you to this guy. Um, on the second album, uh volume one, uh Memphis Bleak actually doesn't appear on it at all because apparently he got so cocky from the first album appearance that he was no longer uh someone that they could rely on for studio sessions wow. so jay-z yeah. punishes him and doesn't let him record or appear on it then on the third album on volume two they finally welcome back and they officially pass off the baton in the intro he's jay-z announces that he's gonna retire for the first time at this point <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah. you know and he lets uh memphis bleak do the opening intro to what is Jay-Z's most successful album, uh, volume two. Uh, so yeah, like they made a lot of effort, you know, he had, uh, uh, incredible producers over and over again on his albums, uh, Swiss beach, just blaze Kanye, um, anyone who was important at the time, um, you know, Ja rule, Beanie Siegel, they were all accessible for this guy to have on songs and he mm-hmm. made good songs, just never great ones. Um, and unfortunately he just never, uh, reached that level. Um, but Jay-Z, uh, stood by him cause this guy admittedly also did the legwork. He kept showing up to shows and tours and riding out with him and being his hype man for his songs. Um, and Jay kind of always paid that back. Hell yeah. Uh, I did find, so let's, let's go ahead and hear coming of age. Uh, cause that's, the, I feel like that's the first thing. I, I didn't realize that that was the backstory behind that. And that's really cool. That he was just like immediately, I'm just giving you this guy. This is gonna yeah. be the guy. Uh, that's really cool. So I found that here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and listen to some of that. Yeah, come experience life as we know it. As some of you should know it. Yeah, yeah. Place, Marcy, Brooklyn. Always clocking my rocks. He likes a style of profile. I think he won the mock. He likes the way I walk. He see my money talking. The honey's talking. I'm the hottest nigga in New York. I see his hunger pains. I know his blood boils. He wanna run with me. I know this kid'll be loyal. I watched him make a few wins. The cop his little sneakers and gear. Then it's just enough for re up again. I see myself in his eyes. I move from Levi's the guest of Versace. Now his diamonds like Liberace. That's just a natural cycle. Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm 
from? Just some niggas who bail from a gun. We out here trying to make our white in the cold green. I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen. Plus, I could relive my days of you, which is gone. That little nigga's peeps. It's time to put a sound to come on. They hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run, stand my ground. Stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run, stand on my own too. I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama. Trying to come up in the game to add a couple of dollar signs to my name. I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace. Life could be better like my man reclined in plush leather seats. And selling weight, I'm selling eight. Bull 16, trying to graduate to push your quarters, y'all. I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me. If he give me the nod, then these niggas gon' see. I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock. And breaking day, and chasing crackers up the block for my pay. I'm staying fresh, so chickens check. I'm Trying to step up to the next level, pushing vets through the jets. Diamonds reflect from the sun directly in your equilibrium. It's done. I'm waiting. All right. We've heard two minutes of that. <laughs> that, was, uh, that is so wild. It's I while listening to that, I was like, I one, I I like this. I like the sound a lot. It's, uh, that there, he's yeah. I mean, he sounds good, but yeah. uh, it's very weird to hear. Sp- a guy like Jay-Z talking about a guy like that. He's just like, I like this guy. <laughs> That's the whole, his whole point. It, it, this guy is a, really cool. <laughs> I got to say, like, it was uh, probably the first example I got of, like, a healthy male relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's very rare. <laughs> super progressive. He's like, you know, I, I, got a, I got a fondness for this gentleman. He's a good guy, you know? <laughs> it was cool. I watched uh, I watched his interview, his Breakfast Club interview at Memphis Bleak, and uh, yeah. it was cool. I didn't realize that they grew up in the same uh, – and they both grew up in the Marcy and Projects and yeah. – uh, I, it's cool they've known each other that long, like truly grew up together, which I, I wouldn't, uh, I didn't know. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, my understanding is like one of uh, Memphis Bleak's like older sisters or uh, cousins uh, was uh, friends with uh, like some of Jay-Z's siblings. Um, but Jay-Z's like roughly a decade older than him. So he like mm-hmm. saw this kid growing up and, you know, it, and literally that's why I love the song. He describes the, the situation. Um, he's like, I saw this kid. He seemed really hardworking, but he was doing illegal things that I did before. But I also heard him rap once or twice and I actually heard he was good. So he like wanted to bring him along to do this other thing. Yeah, it's so cool. It makes, yeah. Yeah, it makes you love Jay-Z even more. Yeah, too. it's it's, it's like, wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, this really lovable cool. drug dealer. You know, he's such a great <laughs> guy. <Absolutely. laughs> I think I think we should hear uh, real fast, because now that this is working again. So he was on Drink Champs, too, and talking about. Yes, uh, that was great. Yeah. The moment that uh, Jay Z changed his life. Uh, so here, it's just a minute long. So I'll play the whole thing. Yeah. Hood, kick the bitch out. That's when Hove gave me the realest speech ever, and it changed everything. That's when I was like, "Yo, I'm never gonna fall out of line again." Everybody, right. put your seatbelts on. I'm ready There's for no the speech. Yeah, what's the speech? You got no bullshit. speech. He looked me in my eye. That nigga said, "Yo, I've been calling you all day to come to the studio." I'm trying to give you the opportunity to change this, right. to change your family life out there. Mm. This what you want? This what you want? You want to be in the crib with these dots in the hood? You know, it wasn't dots. It was dots. It was definitely yeah. like jump yeah, yeah, little, little skios. Yeah, like or, skios. It was skios yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, okay. You want to be with the skios in the hood right. and shit? He was like, nigga, I'm trying to give you the opportunity to change everybody's life in this apartment right now. He was like, remember one thing. I'm rich already. I don't need you. You need me, nigga. Got up out the crib and left. I got chills. In my body. 
Nor is a great host for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I love that they clap too. <laughs> that never yeah, happens on our show. No one ever yeah, what claps. The hell? Clap it up, Barry. Thank, thank you. Clapping, you know what I mean? Remember those skios? <laughs> <laughs> I love that they had to clarify that. Like they were like, hold on, yeah. this is a sticking point. I want to be wait accurate. a second. He no way he said all that. <laughs> <laughs> In what way did he disrespect the women who were in your home? We can't move on until we get this right, okay? I want to be time no, accurate with the disrespect. He wouldn't right? have said sluts back then. He would have said. You won't understand unless I get this part right, you know? He wouldn't have said thoughts. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it, that was like uh, that was kind of like that moment between the first and second album. So you know, Jay Z uh, was already getting a lot of success from Reasonable Doubt. He had this appearance that you just played, the coming of age, and he kind of got out of control. And understandable, he's like sixteen years mm-hmm. old. Like you, you know, like sure. you're on a gold record. The so- um songs from this album were playing on Hot ninety seven. Like that had to feel like you know, incredible. Like it's mm-hmm. too much ego you're giving this kid, right? So yeah. Uh yeah, like it, it, it was cool to kind of hear the backstory. That's why I sent it over. Um Very I thought it cool. was cool like to kind of see the the humanity of it and that this dude was failable. Yeah. That was and um, the and the he didn't get the Jay Z didn't give up on him was yeah. very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, he saw the potential because it was a kid. I, I I don't I don't know if that interaction goes the same with uh if it's an adult um you know um that's also another part of this dynamic that i also thought was interesting both with memphis bleak and uh with spliff in the sense that like um both before and after um they're the person that they were sidekicks for they tried um to also uh give the shot to someone else you know um like uh jay-z at the time um when it wasn't working with memphis had a really talented adult that he was working with with sauce money um, and when uh, Memphis wasn't acting right, Sauce started getting appearances. People thought he was going to get signed up. Um, and even afterward, when it wasn't like working necessarily, uh, you know, you had like Beanie Seagulls kind of like come up. So, and same with the uh, Buster, you know, before that, you look up the first Buster album is Rampage. Rampage is the guy all over that. And uh, he's a member of Flipmo Squad, but they realize, hey, he's not a star. And then again, afterward, he's like, all right, uh, let me try Rod Digger. And Lord have mercy. And over and over again, like these two guys kind of just said, all right, we'll wait. You know, we're loyal. We, we see the long term vision and we're OK with you experimenting like that. So I thought it was dope. Hell yeah. The Memphis Bleak also in that interview, he said that he kind of told Jay-Z about Rick Ross, which I thought was really cool. And uh, I was like, that's yeah. awesome. That's a good kind of thing to have, too. Um, I used to li- that's how I used to like find when I listened to I used to be like obsessed with Kanye when I when I was a little younger. And that was how I would find like when Lupe Fiasco got a verse on a Kanye song. That's how I started listening to Lupe Fiasco mm-hmm. or Chance the Rapper. Same shit. So it, like it does mean so much to get uh, any verse on one of those big. Albums. Absolutely. I mean, that's Nicki Minaj. Like, 100%. oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. I wouldn't have known shit about her yeah. if it wasn't for Monster. Yeah, that that's honestly one of the things I miss the most of uh like the C D era, if you will. Like you discover mm-hmm. you discovered a new artist and like there was excitement. Like I would go to school the next day, like, yo, you heard who is that guy? It's crazy, you know, and, and you uh want, like you'd get excited anytime a new C D came in with another mm-hmm. appearance from that person. Um Whereas now, like, there's a whole marketing plan behind them. They got 100 pictures on IG already. You know, like, they they ready. They they already yeah. fully formed when you get them. 
I wish they did that. I listen to mostly indie rock now. I wish they did that. Like, I wish there was an Arcade Fire song where it's just like the dude from the National sings a verse for some reason. You're like, what the hell? Oh, rock should do that. I'm on yeah. board with that. Yeah, I wish they would do it. They like every. I mean, people kind of do that, but it's not nearly yeah. as like rampant. But uh, but it also, if they just bring in their like own style of a song, <laughs> rather than because <laughs> like if like Phoebe Bridgers is with the National, it's like yeah, but yeah that's going to yeah. be a mostly a National song. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, all right let's uh let's hear the next song uh memphis Ble- jay-z featuring memphis bleak and uh pain in the ass <laughs> it is uh <laughs> handed down so oh this one is on spotify i could have just done that sorry boy Verse is so good, and it, it does make great. you wonder. Like, damn, I wonder why he never did <laughs> like blow up yeah. like that. Like, you listen to that, it's like, damn, he's awesome. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, and that's the intro to Volume Two, Jay Z's biggest selling album. Um, so again, like Jay did what he could to set him up. Like, yeah. yo, the first, and he said he acknowledges it. Like, nah, the same Jigga is yeah. bleak. Like, to start off my my like the guy's uh, album, it's me, not him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he explains why. Like, uh. By the same token, there's like hints like in that verse that like, yeah, he's not like thinking big enough uh, for this, you know? Mm. So he's like, you know, like, like his, like, he was like, yo, like, all I want to do is go to McDonald's with like a girl. Like that, that was his like goal, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, well, at least a happy story. He yeah. Got it's to whole, do all like, that. I'm happy for him. Like he doesn't want much of life. He's a simple guy. But, <laughs> but like, I was like, okay, I don't know if you got like big picture thinking if uh, that's where you're at. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Like he has a lot of cool lines like that that I really enjoyed in that verse. Uh, uh, I I love the idea of like uh, flirting with women at nine for Easter clothing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought that was chill. Like I really dig this charm. And uh, at the time, I I to your point, I believed he was the guy. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is dope. Um, you know, uh, at the time, it was also a real big deal to get a beat from DJ Premier. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay-Z had one on every album uh, up until that point. And the only one on that album was that one. Oh, wow. So wow. he, like, gave it to him. Um, wow. So, again, like, everything he could to kind of, like, set this guy up. 
Um, but it just didn't work out that way. You know, his singles, uh, while catchy, uh, just showed, uh, uh, a lack of like worldly thinking. They were very much like street only records, mm. um, mm. over and over again. So he had an, he had a really like a strong connection with that niche, but, um, not necessarily the worldwide appeal that, uh, Jay Z ended up having. Damn. That's, uh, it's too bad. Cause, uh, but you know, no matter what happens, he's in Jay Z's will, so it'll all be fine. But yeah, no, like, that that verse is so nasty that it's like I can't wait to listen to that again because uh, that's that's so sick. And it kind of reminds me of uh, I mean we already talked about Chance a little bit, but the way that Kanye kicked off uh, Pablo with yeah. the Chance verse basically, yeah. and it's I think one of the best verses on it's the so album. Good, yeah, and then it's also sadly one of the best things Chance has ever done. Like. Yeah. I, the rest of his shit became kind of a disappointment to me, and I I loved acid rap, but it kind of like I mean he's obviously surpassed this and that he became a star, but it's like then also he canceled all his shit a bunch of times because of low turnout. So yeah. who knows? And um, the the most recent project just wasn't of the quality of anything he put out. Like I think yeah. uh, his like just unfortunately his career trajectory is down. Like say what you will about Memphis, he never blew up. But his albums actually got better, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would argue that, like, you know, um, his uh project, he's put out, like, four or five albums. And every time I heard a Memphis album, I always could say, oh, that was better than the prior one. Um, yeah, so, I feel the exact opposite about Chance, where it's like everything has been a little worse than yeah. the thing before. Like, I loved Acid Rap, and then I like Coloring Book, and then it's just kind of been, yeah. He's fizzled, yeah. So it, it, it's a tough gamble. Um, And you're speaking of uh, the guy that gave him the shot, like, uh, and like I, I, I love like bringing up Kanye when it comes to uh like someone like Memphis Bleak because he ended up being the guy. Like mm-hmm. Jay Z yeah. tried so hard yep. to pick and force who was gonna be the star to replace him, and it ended up being a guy that he tried as much as possible not to sign. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this guy's like, yeah, I got beats. I don't, I don't want it. Like, yo, yeah. like I got uh, record deals from other record labels. I still don't want you. <laughs> like, he tried so bad, and like, yeah. he, like and, and Kanye like literally made love songs to this guy. He's like, yo, like, yeah. Yeah, you're my big brother. Big Still don't brother. want to be on a song with you, even if you're on my label. Like, <laughs> finally, like, the dude goes, like, diamond. He's like, all right, I'll be on a remix. <laughs> but it took so much to get, like, acknowledgement from this guy. The whole yeah. industry's on board with it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that uh, that idea of, like, you can't pick the the king. You can't pick who's mm-hmm. next, um, you know, as much as you want to. Like, you know, that's chosen by the people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we got a couple more things to play here, and then uh, we gotta we gotta rate this playlist and get the hell up out of here. Oh, we also have uh, Facebook and stuff to get to. But uh, all right, so the next thing we have here. Oh, this one is uh, this is great. So this is uh, uh, Memphis Bleak featuring Jay Z and Missy Elliott. Is that your chick? I loved the beginning of this. This is the so, opening uh, of the video. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a for people who are not watching right now. It's a picture of a woman uh, in a you know. It's like it's a it says Rockefeller Records on it, and it looks like it's like a magazine picture where it says the price of all the items on her body. It's his glasses three twenty five, dress twelve hundred, panties zero dollars, <laughs> none. <laughs> I love that. All right. Is this your chick? Do she suffer from ice itis, or could she be affected by the bling bling? Till bleak. Bang that joint. 
That's uh, that's a that's a, that's a fun song. I yeah. like that. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, five point six million views on YouTube. I would think that would have more, honestly. Yeah, there, it's, uh, there's yeah. a few like layers to that too. Like, uh, um, this is similar to like the uh, the Buster Big Rings dynamic. Um, this was originally a Jay Z song. Um, there are two unreleased versions with like extra verses. Um, that came out before, but were leaked and during, this is during that time where like a song might get stolen from the studio. So he was working on this for one of his projects and it just never fit one of the albums and it got reworked into a Memphis Bleak song. But there are two leaked versions that are unmixed with three different Jay Z verses twice over. So like, uh, this is one of those verses, but Jay Z basically made this song three times. Twice wow. by himself and once again with Memph. So combined, they'll probably have like a lot more listens. But uh yeah, there's people that are like, I prefer this version of it or this one. Uh but yeah, this was like a a, a way of him kind of leveraging uh something that wouldn't have uh, happened, you know, like you got Missy Elliott, a beat by Timberland on a Memphis Bleak project like that, that budget doesn't add up, you know? So uh, <laughs> that this is the way they made it possible. Like, I, I, I know that was for me, but uh, I'm going to let you keep this one, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it came out that. pretty well. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. We got one last song here. Let's, uh, let's hear some of uh, Mint Bleak, <laughs> Mint Bleak is. It's going to take a second for that. Oh, here we go. Man, 
Bleak. Yes, indeed. That was his uh, <laughs> kickoff single for the first album. Um, and I felt like the the reason I'm glad you played that because that like highlights to me why he didn't make it. Um, it was a good song. I liked it, but like it showed a lack of awareness of the situation. Um, he has a beat by Swizz Beats, who at the time was like the club guy. And he purposely, you know, like he doesn't have a ton of these, but he still chooses to do a chorus on the song that half of it has to get like bleeped out. Like the reason there's no response <laughs> yeah. to Memphis even on YouTube is, they bleeped it. Yeah. yeah, you know, but like <laughs> it's a radio song with the most radio friendly de- uh, producer of your time, and you make a song where the, your fans can't sing along to the chorus. Like it, it was <laughs> illogical. Like and and it's it's something that you know Jay Z makes a ton of street songs, but he always made a single that he knew would work for the general masses. Mm-hmm. And this it, to me it just showed like Memphis didn't think that way. Um, and you know, again, great song. I like it, but it wasn't for the the audience uh, that Jay Z was able to capture. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for those wondering, he says uh, murder and drugs are the <laughs> other things that Memphis Bleak is. You just uh, got so bleeped yeah. on the podcast, so they wanted to be able to. It's not allowed. <laughs> it was funny reading um like youtube comments for all these videos you sent us because every almost like four out of five comments are all just much better than the rap today <laughs> like today's oh, yeah. rap sucks that's, i was just reading one that's like i miss beats like this Oh man. I uh I started working at like UPS right after college and I cannot tell you how many uh fights I had to break up on a conveyor belt between 30 year olds over like Memphis Bleak and like wow. Jay Z and all these type of songs. They're like Jay Z picked Memphis, Memphis got next. And they're like, You don't know what you talk about. <laughs> now I mean he like, yo, Memphis real, he's about murder, drugs, money for life. You know what I mean? I'm about that. I'm like, you are packing boxes. <laughs> you are not about that at all. We have yeah, to- but my side thing. You don't understand. I'm going to night school so I can get into murder. <laughs> I'm like, sir, you have a union job. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you think murder, drugs, and money gives you time and a half? No. But we here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was good times <laughs> <laughs> that is uh that is great uh all right we got one uh segment here before we get to the reviews which i don't even know if it makes sense to do a rating of uh <laughs> this playlist with two different things or whatever but we can take a shot at it why not and there is no comment from jared this week no, <laughs> before i even texted him before I even texted him to ask, he said nope. <laughs> After he saw the Facebook thing, he doesn't know anything about these uh, these guys. So it's not, it's not uh, his forte, it's not his cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these rappers that are next to other rappers that are more important. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, to the Facebook. I asked about. Uh, I made it a little broad, but I said we're talking about rap sidekicks today, and then I said specifically Split Star and uh, Memphis Bleak. If you got thoughts. And Darren Patterson writes, Flavor Flav, the OG. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dad Dizzle Davis says, Memphis Bleak's verse off Jay-Z's Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, Track 1, Intro, Handed Down, is still, to this day, one of my favorite verses from any rapper. Yeah. Will it got the respect it deserved today, Chad Dizzle? There we go. 
Uh, Mike O'Keefe says proof who was Eminem's buddy mm. was amazing. Good choice. Uh, if I could have guessed anything that Mike O'Keefe was going to write on this, it would have been about that. Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> well, they rated. I read like a complex top ten rap sidekicks, and they put proof number one. Um, wow. I think yeah. they put Memphis Bleak number two and Swift Stars four. I think is how it shook Damn. out. But yeah, yeah. I wonder who who do you remember who got that three spot? I don't. I remember Flavor Flav was five, and the three mm. is uh out of my mind. But. Wow, I'm surprised <laughs> Flavor was that low. Wow. Yeah. He definitely seems like the most famous example of this, right? Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. he's the the most known of the sidekicks. Um, mm-hmm. There's guys like uh, I'm trying to think of who else that I would have enjoyed. Magoo, uh, Freaky Ta from Lost Boys. Uh, Magoo was Timberland's. Uh, he doesn't mm. get a lot. He had the weird voice on all those early Timberland uh, records. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some uh, like legendary ones. Who else was brought up? Oh, yo, three was Lil Cease. Little uh, C's. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, a yeah. good one too. I can't front Bigs. Yeah. yeah, that's a solid one. Okay, okay. I'll take it back. All right. Flavor, I can see why you five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne Mimmett says, I once met Murphy Lee. He was cool. Oh, wow. St. Lunatics. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Uh, Jonathan Sparkles says, poor Spliff Star never had a chance. And <laughs> he then not. he said, D- Diddy was a better sidekick than producer. Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did- Diddy is awesome because Diddy was a sidekick. And then realized for his success, I need a sidekick and got Mace. Mm. Oh, you know? right. So he figured it out. He's like, yep, I helped Biggie's success. I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to just have this guy on all my songs with me. He's already writing them anyway. You know, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no responses from, I don't think, uh, the Patreon. Uh, the Patreon. There was none on week. Twitter. I, I posted it late, so. My bad, but if you want uh, to get your comments read, uh, guaranteed, get on that Patreon for $3 a month where you also get bonus episodes every damn week, uh, and there's a tier where you can be a guest on the Patreon, so get on over there, patreon.com slash standbyyourband, baby. Uh, there was a couple more comments on here, but they were a little redundant, uh, and then... Alex Price had one that I didn't uh, I didn't know who he was talking about. You're talking about, about Bushwick said, Bill from Ghetto yeah, Boys, right? Yeah, he said, what's he from? Isn't he from Ghetto Boys, Bushwick Bill? Or am yeah, I, uh, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's a group from Texas. Uh, Scarface would have been their, uh, their star. Mm. He says, does Bu- does Bushwick Bill meet this criteria? And Jonathan Sparkles said, that's a tough call. Even as a member of a group, he had a very sidekicky quality, uh, but he had a few solo joints, too, including the ridiculously named Phantom of the Rapper. <laughs> 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 that was great, because it doesn't even really work. <laughs> so funny. That's I'm going to force this reference, okay? <laughs> By any means. <laughs> oh, and Sam Ike writes, State Property is an American classic and then tagged Tommy Heat. <laughs> he <laughs> loves to tag, yeah. <laughs> He's the tag king of Facebook, uh, Sam Ike. <laughs> Uh, all right, that brings us to the to the last uh, segment of the show, which is uh, Gaster. You get to take the floor with the final uh, your final points on uh, on both these guys. Yeah. So, reason I want to share them is because the sidekick is underappreciated in the success of the rapper. You know, what I mean, you have a guy like Jay Z, a guy like Buster Rhymes. They are viewed as like you know greatest of all times, uh, hip hop royalty. But is it possible? to get to that level without the people by you. You know what I mean? You don't build kingdoms by yourself. You know what I mean? You need a team. Somebody has to be next to you, passing you the water. 
You know, when you're on stage jumping up and down, <laughs> doing ad-libs because you are out of breath. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody has to be in the studio to say, hey, you could have done that again. You know what I mean? Somebody has to keep you sharp on the team. Somebody has to be in charge of said skeezers, hoes, and bitches, depending on what area you're in, according to Memphis Bleak. Uh, somebody has to be there to bring in the drugs across airports. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are valuable jobs here. You know what I mean? That you guys take for granted. The guys like Jay-Z and Busta Rhymes understood from the very beginning were integral to their success. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, sidekicks, incredibly important. And also, I want to point this out because just in case you ain't meant to be a star, maybe you meant to be a sidekick. You know, these guys figured it out. Different points in their life. One guy figured it out early. One guy figured it out late. But either way, they knew, hey, listen, I ain't the man here, but I can help the man be the man. That could be you. All that said, uh, I'm looking for an intern if you want to be <laughs> my Memphis Bleak. My star. Hit me up. <laughs> That's so weird because I'm looking for a superstar to <laughs> help out. I'm real good at tossing waters. <laughs> I have a t-shirt gun. I'm going to really take this to the top. Uh, you. This was so great, man. And uh, like I said, I don't really know how to score this because it's like uh, it's a, it's two different guys, and it's I felt differently about the two guys a little bit. I I liked Memph a lot more uh, talent wise, but I like Spliff's attitude so much. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's a good guy, and so yeah, uh, Spliff is uh, someone that you be like. He's the only rapper that I would use the word spunk for. I liked uh I liked him on these tracks more than I liked his single, but I I, I didn't mind the single. Uh it was it was it was alright. But uh I liked pretty much all the stuff from uh Mimp. I didn't love the I didn't love the last time, but it was it was still cool. And watch and I liked the footage of New York in it. Uh but the important thing here is you did a great job of uh compiling an argument and uh of giving the information that uh that made this episode roll. So, you know, I'm going perfect score for that. <laughs> it, this is uh this is a lot and uh you gave us seven songs uh so yeah, I guess it's 7 out of 7. <laughs> Even though I would I mostly because I I uh, spent so much time watching that video and I was like, all right, this was valuable to me. <laughs> and now I have that show. Tommy, what do you think? I think it was great listening to this and learning this stuff. It was like, a, it was a breath of fresh air. We went from the whitest thing we could possibly do, which <laughs> yeah. was a German dance band from the 70s. And this was a nice breath of fresh air. <laughs> it was a great thing to, I was so happy to do it. Uh, I was really enjoying this, especially um that one verse um i forget what it's called at the top of my head uh, oh from the oh, intro handed down the intro but yeah, that, that was uh, truly amazing so I, I and i'd never heard it so i was so excited to hear that i liked all the memphis bleak stuff uh a lot and i, I felt the same way i just thought split star was cool and i liked <laughs> <laughs> i really there's a move i forgot to bring up that he did when when busta was rapping during breaking heck where he's just like pointing at the microphone while he's rapping <laughs> <laughs> i was like tom i'm doing that to you when we're podcasting oh, live next <laughs> Uh, but it was uh, I I really enjoyed this uh, so yeah why not why not just go double perfect why not there <laughs> we go. Yeah. love it you get to rate it too Gaster I, I, I'm, I'm deaf going up there with this I'm, I'm going with the perfect score 10 out of 10 you know what I mean you gotta you gotta support uh, these dudes dreams you know what I mean some people dream of writing the lyrics some people dream of being in the background and saying uh 
You know what I mean? They live that dream. They do ad libs in the backgrounds of all these songs and do it better than anybody else. I'm a fan <laughs> of that. Um, I also just like the idea that Tommy said uh, breath of fresh air and referenced a video that was shot in Marcy Projects. I just think that's something that's never happened. <laughs> 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 the breath Breathe of fresh air. Fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> that place got like two trees on that whole block. <laughs> that is beautiful. I also want to say it did give me the idea, or it actually goes in line with our idea that all of our Patreon subscribers need to put uh, us in their will and they mm-hmm. can't forget that yep. that's part of the deal part of the deal and uh e- even if we never have a you know if we never have a hit um, <laughs> if we stay one hit away one hit podcast <laughs> episode away <laughs> and mind you you don't gotta put like a large part of your estate just whatever your current patreon level is yes just keep doing that you know what i mean keep yeah. sending those yeah. three dollars a month <laughs> sure or like if you feel like putting your house down whatever <laughs> it's all Everything is accepted. <laughs> they did. I mean, we are we are like Memphis, but we got on the vulture list. They gave us the shot. It still didn't help. We still didn't make it big. <laughs> we don't have to write rhymes. That is certainly true. They are still one hit away, but they are hoping, you know? <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, give, a, give a clean plug for that pod again? Yeah, man. Uh, the podcast is called The War Report. Uh, with Gastron Monte and Chalet with Sharp. Um, please check it out. It's on all uh, streaming services. Uh, I think you'll dig it. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes on most Mondays when I remember to wake up on time to post. It. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do it up. Hell yeah, get over there and uh, dude, thanks so much for doing this. This was a great time, and yeah, uh, I'm excited to check that pod out myself. I so appreciate I y'all, man. Thank you so much for having me. Real talk, man. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week on the pod. Check out that Patreon. Don't forget. And uh, keep it crispy. Bye.